सहनावतु सहनोहनतु सहवीर्यं करवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमा विद्विषावहै ओम शांति शांति शांति
Jnane na praviniyate Sankalpo vividah karta Vichara soyamidrasah Nopadjate vinavnyana vicharena anyasadhanehi Vicharena vira without vichara anyasadhanehi by means other than vichara jnana nopadjate knowledge does not arise knowledge does not take place by means other than vichara. Yatha padartha bhāna mehi prakāśeya vinākvacita. This vichāra or inquiry is like throwing light upon something. What is this? Where does it come from? What is it made of? All of this is like throwing light upon this. This object that is in front of me, Right now, however, it is as though veiled by ignorance. Inasmuch as I do not know what it is. Inasmuch as I do not understand what it is, if that is the case. This is an example. If there is an object in my hand or near me or in front of me, which I do not recognize, which I do not know, then the author says, what's the process of knowing? By vichara. By this set of questions which are conducive to understanding the nature of the, not just any kind of questions, not just any kind of investigation, the line of questioning or investigation which is conducive to understanding the nature of this. So until I understand something, we can say that it is veiled in ignorance. Not veiled from my eyes, but from my mind, because I don't understand what is, who are you? So when I do not know this person in front of, who are you? So I see, but still I don't see meaning that I don't recognize the person. What's your name? Where do you come from? Where did you meet? What is, these are the kind of questions I ask. In order to know who this person is. So this is what we normally do in order to understand something that we experience all right, but we do not recognize. Something that we are experiencing, but which we do not recognize. If you do not experience something, the desire to know itself will not arise. But what is this? This flower is this. You know, when I experience something, then a question arises: What is this? And particularly, if it is important for me to know, many things are not important. I may not care. But somebody presents before me a fruit, or a, a, an eatable item offers me, what is this? 
Where does it come from? Who has grown this? Is it organic? Put the spray insecticides? Have you washed it properly? In mineral water? Have you steamed it? Whatever it is, my requirement, whatever it is, I want to know before I touch it or before I allow it, you know, to enter my system. So that's when something is experienced all right but unknown to us. Then we, the way we come to know is by asking relevant questions, questions that are relevant to revealing the nature of the thing which I want to know. Then you can do what you want to do. But knowledge is important. Where ignorance is a problem, the knowledge becomes most important because that's the solution. So as much as as far as the self is I'm concerned, the world is concerned, all of these experience all right. But I do not quite recognize them as they are. I recognize them in my way. I have recognition or understanding of myself. I have an understanding of the, the universe also. But as it turns out, it is a wrong understanding. So you say, Vedanta seeks to enable us to know the self that is wrongly known, not an unknown self, but wrongly known self. It seeks us to understand it correctly. The world also, which is wrongly known, it seeks us for us to understand it correctly. Therefore, for understanding, recognizing, a series of questions are asked which are conducive to revealing the or enabling us to understand the nature. So, with the self, Koham, who am I? So, when I ask that question, then the answer will be the true nature of I. Idam, this universe, Kasam Jatam, how is it born? Kovik, how is it born? Is it a real creation or what kind of creation is it? Kasam Jatam, is it born from a real cause? What is it? Kovik, Vidyate, who is the Karta? Who is the one that is the agent of creation? Upadhanam ki masti hai. What is upadhanam? What is the material from which the universe is made? Vichara swayam This is the vichara. So, this kind of questioning, which will lead us to understand the nature of the self, the nature of the universe, the nature of the creator, so that is called vichara. So vichara is a method of inquiring which will lead us to the knowledge of what it is that we want to know. <coughs> so koham, first question was, naham bhūta gano deha, who am I? 
Naham Bhuta Gano Deha. I am not this body. Bhuta Gana, which is an assemblage of Bhuta or the elements. Whether four elements or five elements. But the body, gross body as well as subtle body, both, are the products of the five elements. The gross body is the product of five gross elements in the gross state. The subtle body is a product of the same elements in the subtle state. But both gross and subtle bodies are bodies. They are matter, they are inner, they are objects, they are drushyam, they are known to me, experienced by me. Naham bhūtakano deha, naham cha akshaganastatha. So, here deha is the gross body, akshaganaha this group of sense organs, group of organs, the external organs as well as the inner organ, the organs of perception, organs of action as well as the mind, which is the inner organ. They also I am not because they also fall in the category of object of drishti. Just as the part I am not because part is in the category of non-self. So, what is drishyam, what is perceived, what is experienced, is object. The experiencer is subject. The experiencer is atma. The experienced is an atma. So, because this body is experienced, therefore it is an atma, so also the gross body is experienced, therefore it is an atma, so also the subtle body, consisting of the organs of perception and action, as well as mind, also is an atma. So, Koham, first question. Katham idam jadam. How is the universe born? Says, Agnana prabhavam sarvam. All of this is Agnana prabhavam. Has all emerged from Agnana or ignorance. So, this is Vedanta's contribution to the universe. As to what say, Original cause of the universe, Vedanta says, ignorance. What ignorance? Self-ignorance is the cause of the universe. How can ignorance become the cause of creation of something? Because this ignorance of the self creates what we call the superimposition, the misperception, the wrong perception. So ignorance does not merely confine itself to the absence of knowledge. Here ignorance stretches to making me take this self what is not self. So body, mind, sense, complex, upari, which is not the self, is taken to be self. That's a product of ignorance. We'll see later as so idea is that I take as self what I am not, superimpose the attributes of that upon my AI. And similarly, I superimpose attributes of non-self upon the self upon non-self. There is a conclusion about myself. That I am a fat, I am lean, etc. Because 
the body and its attributes are superimposed upon I. The body is very dear to me. I look upon that self because the attribute of self is superimposed upon the body. Who creates this? The superimposition, who is resp- what is responsible for that? Agnyanam. The ignorance of self is responsible for this superimposition. Just as ignorance of the rope is responsible for the creation of snake, and so also this ignorance of self first creates this wrong notion, creates in me a sense of inadequacy. Because I look upon body as a self, the body poor thing is very inadequate. Therefore, I look upon myself inadequate. All the limitations of the body, mind, sense complex become my limitations. I am a limited being, inadequate being. This is my perception of myself. However, I have an expectation of myself. What is my expectation of myself? I should be a complete being. So my perception is, I am an incomplete being. My expectation is, I should be a complete being. And therefore, immediately there arises a desire of becoming complete. When I find myself incomplete, and I want to see myself complete, then there is a desire to be complete, desire to be adequate. So ignorance causes the mutual superimposition, which causes sense of inadequacy, which causes the desire to become adequate. And that desire results into karma, action, to become adequate. So vidya, kama, karma. And action in turn creates the result. So this universe is the result of the actions performed by us. Said yesterday, the universe around me is a product of the action performed by me. My birth, my death, and all that I confront in my life, all of this is created by this parabdha karma, by karma. Meaning that my universe is created by my karma. Your universe is created by your karma. And thus, when you add up the totality of all karma, of all the beings, then you have the whole universe. <coughs> so, creation is always a response to the need. Sometimes we give this example. But one day, I just needed a cup of tea. Please bring a cup of tea. And brought to me. Where did you get this tea? From that kettle, Swamiji. Oh, the tea kettle produces tea? No, Swamiji. It comes from kitchen. Where the tea is made? When kitchen, your tea producing machine? No, Swamiji. You have to make tea. Take a vessel and add water in there and then milk and tea and sugar and spices and boil them and that's how Gujaratis make tea. So which way you make somewhere, you know? Oh, you 
need milk, you need water, you need tea for these things. Yeah. Where does milk come from? From the refrigerator. Your refrigerator produces milk? No, Swamiji. From store? The store? So no. Comes from dairy. Comes from cows. Oh, you need cows for this milk? How do the cows get milk? So they graze grass. You have to produce. The grass grows by itself. No, no, no. You have to, you know, sow the seeds and then you have to water that and you require sunlight and you require air and everything you require. So, how about you, then you trace milk, then you trace the fuel with which you burn, you know, that stuff. Where does the fuel come from? Some is a bottle, a bottle in India, you know, it's, it's, it's LPG, liquefied petroleum gas. Where does that come from? From distributor. Where does it come from? From refinery. How does it go there? You refine it, Swami, you get the petroleum. Where does it come from? From the earth. How did it happen to be there? So it takes millions of years for the carbon to get transformed into this petroleum. So for boiling the tea, you require all this stuff. So thus if you add up how the milk is brought, how water comes, how tea leaves come, how sugar comes, how spices come, how the fuel comes, how the vessel comes and you can, you know. You find that require the whole universe. Because you require sun or elements for the grass to grow, for all these things to grow, they require the whole solar system, they require this galaxy, requires all the galaxies. So my desire for one cup of tea required the Creator to create the whole universe. Then only desire, any desire is fulfilling. Any one desire requires the whole universe, understand? So thus the universe is the product of desire. Desire is product of ignorance. And therefore the whole universe is the product of ignorance. Agnana Prabhom Sarvana. That's another way of looking at it. Yesterday we gave the example of dream world, which is very clear is a product of ignorance. Sanksu Kathamidam Jatam. How is this universe born? Agnana Prabhavam. It is born of ignorance. Kovi Kartasya Vidyate. Who is the Karta? Who is the agent who creates all this? Sankalpo Vividah Karta. As we discussed last night in the dream, as the thought arises in my mind, there is an object. The thought of the mountain, in the dream creates mountain. The thought of the river creates river. The thought, the Sankalpa, that creates. Anyway, what we see in this hall is ultimately creation of thought only. See, we should have a hall. That's the thought. And slowly the thought gained form. What kind of hall and what is what and the planning and you arrived at this kind of hall we should have and the, all the uh, maps are made, the drawings are made, structures are drawing and everything. So thought resulted in all those maps, etc. And then it 
resulted into all the construction. So if you look at this thought, it's ultimately the product of a thought. So what is out there was at one time in here as thought. There were sankalpo, vividha, vividha, sankalpa. How come this is a variety in the universe? Because thoughts, sankalpa, the desires are of variety of nature. And therefore, there is this variegated creation. So, koham, who am I? Kathamidam jadam, how is this born? Koyi karta savidyata, who is the karta? Who is the doer? The upadhanam kimastiya, now the next question is, what's the upadhanam, what's the material cause? So that's answered in the next verse, verse 15. Etayor yadupadhanam Ekam sukshmam sadavyayam Yathayvam rudghata dehinam Vichara soyami dushaha So really, agnyanam or ignorance can be called upadana karanam. Ignorance can be called a material cause of the universe. But here, he is exploring further. Where is the basis of ignorance? So universe has its basis in ignorance. But then what is the basis of ignorance? Etayo yadupadanam Etayo agnana sankalpayo Ignorance, on one hand, creates sankalpa and that creates the universe. So where do both of these, where are they born of? What's the basis of ignorance? What's the basis of sankalpa, the thought? Etayo yadupadanam The material cause even of these two. What is that? Ekam, Sukshmam, Sadavyayam. So Brahman is the ultimate material cause. Look at this. Ekam. What you find in the universe is anekata. What you find is variety, diversity, disparity. Understand that the cause of all of this is one. Non-dual. Sukshmam, the universe is one stool of meaning perceptible. Sukshmam, not perceptible. So original cause, ultimate cause, all the diversity is one, unity. Of this perceptible universe, the ultimate cause is what? Not perceptible. Avyayam, the universe is constantly, vyayam is changing. Universe is perishable. Every name and form has an origin, as a creation, is created, sustained, destroyed. See how interesting thing is. The cause is quite of a nature, quite contrary to the product effect. Usually, the cause and effect are compatible. When you have part, which is effect or creation, 
The quality is clay and they are comparable to each other. So, similarly also, when you find that the universe is all diverse and you know, multifarious, you will think that the cause also must have a potential diversity in there. Is it not so? See, when you look at the tree, you trace the cause of the tree into a seed. And you split the seed and look through microscope, you will see perhaps all the elements of the tree in that seed. Because only when the potential is there in the cause, then the effect can come out. You see, from the clay we can only make a part. You can't make idli. Because the potential of idli is not there in clay. Similarly also, when you sow the mango seed, the mango tree will come out, not a lemon tree. Our usual experience is that the cause is comparable to the effect. That's the reason why we can infer the nature of cause from the effect. That if the ornament is golden, then the cause must be gold. The pot is clay, clay you know, so potty clay, Swami, you was not pot clay, but potty, then the cause must be clay. That's why Sankhya say, if you look at the universe, you find the universe is a play of the three gunas, sattva, rajas and tamas. Sattva is tranquility, purity, which is what you find in the universe somewhere. Rajas is activity, agitation, that's what you find. Tamas is dullness, darkness, inertness, that's what you So, universe is a combination of inert mountains, the active wind and water, and the tranquil nature, tamas, rajas and sattva. Our mind also, sometimes very tranquil, sattvic, sometimes agitated, rajas, sometimes dull, tamas. So that's how Sankhya say that this universe is a product, displays the three gunas, sattva, rajas, tamas, therefore the cause also must have those three gunas. So cause always inferred, understand. What you perceive or experience is effect. From that you infer the nature of cause. That's the reason why the Tarkika, the Vaisheshika say that the cause of the universe is five elements or five atoms because you see the universe is play of the five elements. Or Sankhya say that we see the universe as play of the three gunas, so they look on three gunas, the pradhana cause, material cause. Vedanta says, no. It is Satchidananda, it is Ekam, Sukshmam, Sat, Avyayam. Ekam, Sat, Sat or existence. Ekam, Satvidyam. The existence, Sat, which also means chit, which also means ananda, satchidananda, ekam one, advitiyam, non-dual, sukshmam, imperceptible. So how can this jagat karanam, this satchidananda, 
cannot be perceived. How come? Satchidananda cannot be perceived. Sukshma means that which cannot be perceived. Subtle. Because it is the nature of very perceiver. It's not out there. The universe is out there. The cause of it is where? Right here. That's the most amazing thing. Nobody can ever suspect that. Nobody can ever suspect that the universe which is material, which is gross, which is perceptible, its cause is what? Subtle or imperceptible. The cause of non-self is the cause of non-self. Can you believe that? Sukshpekam, sukshmam, sat abhyayam, imperishable. Yes, just as mrut or clay is the material cause of the part, etc., similarly also, just ekam, sukshmam, sat, amyam is the material cause. Hey, you know what is material cause? Must be just material there, substance. You, material is something you should be able to, it must be tangible, is it not so? Material must be tangible. Should be able to handle it. The ekam, sukshmam, sadhavyam is not tangible, it's intangible, it's insubstantial. How can intangible, unsubstantial become the cause of what is tangible and substantial? Meaning that the cause does not seem to have any attribute of the effect. The cause appears to be of the nature totally contrary to the nature of the effect. That's the reason why we can never infer the cause in this case. As far as the universe is concerned, you cannot infer the cause because the cause of the universe has no attributes or characteristics which are found in the universe. That's mind-boggling. <clears throat> because the normal process of investigating cause is to infer from the effect. But therefore the Niyayikas infer in their own way, Visheshikas infer in their own way, Sankhyas infer in their own way, everybody inferred. But this does not lend to inference. It lends to what? Only Shabda is a Pramanam. Scripture is a Pramanam. In what way? Sadeva Swamya Idamagrasir Chandogi Upanishad says, what's the cause of the universe? Idam agre asit. Idam this universe of names and forms. Agre before its creation, asit was. So what exists before the creation is called cause. You can say that this part before its creation was clay. Because that's what you see, a lump of clay. So this part before its creation was clay. So what exists in a moment prior to creation is called the material cause. So clay is the material cause of the part. So Upanishad says, what existed before this universe came into being? Sat ekameva dvitiyam. Sat or existence, one without a second 
is what was, the universe was, sat one without a second before its creation, meaning what? Upanishad says that sat egam advityam, one non-dual sat is the cause of the universe. So Upanishad says, therefore we say, what is saying here is, etayoyadupadanam ekam sukshmam sadabhyayam, the original material cause, original cause, and material cause you want to call it, of ignorance and thought, all of this is sat ekam advityam sukshmam abhyayam impassable. So this statement is made simply based on the Upanishad. All the statements are made from Upanishad. None of the statements are made from inference or anything. So, vichara so imidrusha. This is the vichara. <coughs> this is how, meaning that the scientific process of arriving the cause by inference from the effect will not lead to this one. So somebody once asked me many years ago, Swami, what is the model that Vedanta has for creation? So model is rope-snake model. How the snake is created from rope, and he was highly impressed. Wow! Swami, what's the mathematical relation between snake and the rope? That, you know, because scientists want to know Mathematical means how do you infer? Mathematical, what's the relationship between snake and the rope? So what's the relation between the effect and the cause? No relationship. There must be quantum, meaning what? You have a quantum jump. From snake, a quantum jump to rope. What is quantum jump? You have to negate the snake because the Cause is of a reality, a higher degree of reality than the effect. Usually, by inference, you say that the cause has the same degree of reality of effect. Then you can infer. You can say that about the pot because the clay has the same degree of reality as the pot. But that method doesn't work here because Urdhamulam Adashakam. The moon of the cause, Urdham, Uparivartamanam, limitless. Other shakam. Shaka, the creation of that, is lower. Meaning that the cause is satyam, parmatikam. In fact, it is what? Mithya. You cannot infer parmatikam from mithya. You cannot jump from unreal to real. It's not that you have one foot in the unreal and you climb to real. You give up this unreal. The snake must be given up in order to know the rope. So, vichara soyamidrusha. That's the way the vichara, the inquiry should be performed. So what does this vichara amount to? So who am I then? Who am I? Kashid Vilaksha. 
someone quite distinctly different from the body, mind, sense complex, their witness. And what's the cause of the universe? Ekam sukshmam sadavyayam. So now how do they relate to each other? Who am I? I am the witness, the consciousness, distinct from this body-mind-sense complex, their witness, Dono enlivens them. And what's the cause of the creation? Egam sukshmam sadavyayam. So what's the relationship between them? So the next one says that. Are there two entities now? The self is one and the cause of universe because cause of universe is ekam sukshmam satavyayam, all right, is one subtle, imperceptible existence, non-dual, imperishable. Who am I? I am the witness, the consciousness. Are these two different entities? Or are they one? So the next question says that. Ame kopi sukshmascha. Yata sakshi sadavyaha. Tadaham natra sandeha. Vichara sovemi drushaha. Aham, who am I? Ekopi. The same characteristics also apply to Aham. So Jagat Karanam is what? Ekam Sukshmam Sat Avyayam. Jagat Karanam, cause of creation is Ekam Sukshmam imperceptible Sat existence Avyam imperishable. Where do you find this? Where is this? There is that ekam, sukshmam, sadam, where is it? See, there is I. Because I am also one. The I is one, understand? Or Swami used to say, there is no one like you. There is no one like you. In what sense? I am the subject. Everything else is object. How many subjects are there? One subject, I. For me, that's what you say. I say, I am the subject. Okay. But the I that is subject, that is you, and I that is subject, I am, are these two entities? The entities can be two only when they have specific characteristics or they have attributes. One attribute separates the object from other objects and other attributes. So this object is partness. This object, this object is clothness. So the part is different from cloth because part possesses attribute partness, the cloth possesses attribute clothness. That is where you can distinguish the two. But here is this one, fluorescent light. Other fluorescent light. Can you distinguish this light, one light from the other? Because light does not have attribute. Does not have any distinguishing features that can distinguish from other light. Or there is space in this part, there is space in the other part, 
Can you distinguish one space from the other? You cannot because space doesn't have any distinguishing features. Therefore, space is how many? One. So I are how many? See, the subject has to be free from all attributes. So all attributes are known to me, understand? I objective, I hot, cold, tall, short, fat, lean, whatever you say, good, bad, indifferent, all of these are objects of my knowledge, is not so? Meaning I am distinct from all of them? I am distinct from all the attributes? All the visheshas? So who am I? Attributeless? Who are you? Attributeless? Who is this? Is attributeless? How many attributeless can there be? Because it is attribute that distinguishes one from the other. Attributeless cannot be many. So how many eyes are there? Aham ekobi. So that jagat karana also ekam. Aham also ekam. Jagat karana ekam sukshma. Sukshma is what? Which you cannot perceive. So can you perceive the I? Can you perceive the perceiver? Can you climb on your own shoulders? Can you lift yourself by your own bootstrap? Therefore, Vignyatarangare ke vijaniyat himetri, how can the knower be known? For something to be known, it must be the object of knowledge. But the knower is different from the known. Now for me to know myself, for me to know myself, I should simultaneously become knower as well as known, isn't it? For me to know myself, then the self that I know becomes the object of knowledge, the self that knows becomes the subject of knowledge. I must simultaneously be what? Simultaneously the knower and known. But then knower must be different from known. Therefore, one entity cannot be simultaneously karta and karma, object and subject. Therefore, I can never be objectified. Therefore, I can never be perceptive. Sukshma. So the Jagatkara also is Sukshma. Another Sukshma. Knyata, Sakshi. Because I am knower, I am the witness. Therefore, free from all attributes. Sat Avyaya. Yeah, I am also Sat. What is Sat? Existence. That which ever exists is called Sat. That which you can never not be is called Sat. Can it be that I am not sometime? Can it be that I disappear sometime and comes? In the waking state, I is always there. Dream state, I is always there. Deep sleep state, the I is always there. So I is what? Ever existing. I am, I am, I am, I am, ever persists. So what is the true nature of the subject? I am. What is that am? Am is existence. So am I? I is equal to am. Meaning I is the sat. So Jagat Kara also was sat. I am also sat. 
अव्ययः एकम सूक्ष्मम सदव्ययम जगत कारणम कॉज ऑफ यूनिवर्स वॉज इम्पेरिशेबल नथिंग कैन डिस्ट्रॉइट आई एम ऑल्सो अव्यय इसी एनीथिंग दर इज पार्ट एनीथिंग एट्रीब्यूट्स कैन चेंज सो एनीथिंग दर इज एट्रीब्यूट्स कैन चेंज एंड पैरिश एनीथिंग दर इज पार्ट द पार्ट कैन डिसग्रेट थिंक एंड पैरिश द आई इज पार्टलेस I is attributeless. Therefore, I is changeless. So, I is imperishable. See how intelligently it is put here. You arrive at the jagat karanam as ekam sukshmam sadavyam. You find that I also is what only gender change. Ek hai sukshma hai sad avyaya. There is the neuter gender. This is masculine gender because I is in masculine gender. That means there is no gender. You know, if neuter is equal to masculine, means what? They transcend the transcend the transcend the gender. There is no gender. Tadham naatra sandeha. That therefore that Brahman or Jagat Karam I am no sandeha. There is no doubt at all. So thus, if you have to look for the cause of the universe, where will you look? If you look for the cause of the universe, where will you look? Not out there. Where? Not in here. Then is what? As I. So what is cause of creation called Brahman? What is called I, the Atma? In fact, are one alone. <coughs> So this is how vicharasto amidrushaha. That is how an inquiry is conducted. That this is the conclusion and the understanding and knowledge that you arise arrive at. That what there is is one. Call it Brahman, if you like. Call it self, if you like. Call it I, if you like. Call it Sat, call it Chit, call it Ananda, call it Asti, Bhati, Priyam. All there is is jagat karam, as well as self, whatever it is that, and that is the substance of which the whole universe is made. Can you believe that? The substance of which the universe is made is this. There is no substance. I mean, there is no substance. How can you take I and form make what out of that? How can you do that? So Vedanta says you don't need substance for this. All you need is what imagination. That's all. You don't need a substance for making a pot. Sankalpa vivida karta. This pot is no different than the pot thought. Can you say that? This pot. When can you know? I mean, we are stuck here, but anyway, so. <laughs> We get stuck with these verses, so I don't know how far we are going to go. But anyway, so the thing is, how do you know that there is this part? Only when there is a thought of the part. When does the perception of a part take place? When the part thought takes place in my mind, isn't it? Do you see this part? When you say yes, when in your mind. 
the thought corresponding to the part. Your mind reaches out through your sense organs, takes the form of the part, and the part thought is formed in your mind. Therefore, that the part is can be established only when there is a part thought in your mind. Is there a part in my hand? Hopefully you will say no. Because there is no part thought in your mind. So part thought is not, part is not. Part thought is, part is, right? Part thought is, then you say, yes, part is there. There is no thought of part when I show my palm. Swami, there is no thought palm, there is no part in your palm. So, part is because part thought is. But when can part thought take place? Only when the part is. So the part is, part thought takes place. When the part thought is, then you can know that part is. You follow? Only when the part is, then in your mind a part thought can take place. Only when a part thought takes place in your mind, then only you can say there is part. So part is because part thought is, and part thought is because part is. Can you say there are two different things? Can, can, can there be one without the other? They cannot be part. Without part thought, they can part thought without part. So are they two different things? No. Only one. And therefore, what is out there is nothing more than a thought and what is thought is nothing more than... So what is substance of this? A thought is a substance, you follow? And what is thought? Nothing but consciousness in that form? Consciousness, assuming a name form is called thought. So what is substance of it? This is made. Consciousness, understand? This is a Vedantic way of inquiry. Without any scientific instruments, you follow? What is this part? Nothing different from part thought. What is part thought? How do you know there is a thought? Even the thought is the limit, isn't it? Only when thought is illumined by consciousness, they know that the thought is. So this part is not separate from part thought. Part thought is not separate from consciousness. All there is is what? Consciousness. Consciousness is the substance of the thought. And thought is the substance of the part. So ultimately, what is substance? You already said that. Ekam sukshmam sadavyayam. So, as Vedanta, there is no substance. Only substance in the universe is what? Consciousness. Ekam sukshmam sadavyayam. Therefore, Vedanta says, hey, how can this become so tangible? When the thought becomes tangible, the thought acquires a force and becomes a tangible universe. My thought of the hall became a whole tangible hall. So consciousness became the thought and thought became the hall. So consciousness became all of this. Vichara Soyami, this is the way Vichara is carried out. In Vedanta, 
with the assistance of scriptures. This is not an independent vichara, understand? Not somebody sitting in an armchair and thinking. No, this thinking is as guided by the scriptures and the teacher. <coughs> so vichara is said. That's how knowledge takes place. Idreva jiva brahmaikyam agnana pradashena dhadayati the question is, if I am Brahman, how come I don't know that? How come I think that I am an individual? Next question is, Tattvamasi, you say that I am Brahman. But my perception of myself is quite different, is it not so? I think I am a man, and a woman, and happy, and unhappy, and tall, and short, and successful, and failure, and whatever. So how come, in spite of my being Brahman, I look upon myself in this way? Why? What's the cause? Ignorance. Is ignorance because of which I look upon myself in a way quite contrary to what I am. The ekam sad abhyam is limitless because abhyam is imperishable. Sad is attributeless, never limitless. So where is limitlessness in my nature? Existence in my nature, I look at myself perishable fellow. I am martyr, I am mortal, I am going to die someday. Who says that? The existence, the imperishable says that. I am a helpless, hapless creature, limited. Who says that? The limitless says that. I am just one among the many and always attacked by the whole world and who says that? The non-dual says that. How can this happen? This is where every mind is mind is mind boggling. Everybody is totally thrown off by this. So what's Vedanta's answer? Ignorance. Ignorance causes what we call the mutual superimposition. So that's how Bhashikara introduces Brahma Sutra, brilliant introduction of Brahma Sutra, where Adi Shankaracharya in the Bhashyakara establishes that there is ignorance in our life. That the very statement I make about myself, the way I feel about myself, the way I feel about the world, all of that reveals ignorance. So, Next verse tells us that Atma Vinishkalo Hekaha Deho Bahavira Brutaha Tayo Raikim Prapashyande Kimadnyanamataparam So this verse is show you Vipareeta Jnana. Zagnana and Vipareeta Jnana. Agnana, ignorance. Vipareeta Jnana, the false knowledge. Ignorance, lack of knowledge. Vipareeta Jnana, false knowledge. False perception. And the rule is that 
the false knowledge, you call it false perception, a brahma, delusion, is always born of ignorance. Snake is a delusion, born of the rope ignorance. So wherever vipreet jnanam is, wherever one thing is taken to be different from what it is, you know what is vipreet jnanam? One thing taken to be quite contrary to what it is. The rope is taken to be the snake. Or the limitless is taken to be limited. That is called vipreet jnanam, false knowledge. So false knowledge can be only when there is ignorance. Only when I do not know the rope as a rope, then only false notion of snake can arise. Only when I do not know the I as I, as I am, then the false notion of I will arise. So the I, the, this fellow reveals all false notions. Who are you? I am a Swami so and so. What's the birth rate, such and such? You know what is all of this false knowledge? When you say, I was born, you can say the body was born, there's different. I was born in such and such date. You can who is sitting in the chair? I'm sitting in the chair. You can say, body is sitting there, or I am sitting in the chair. You follow? What is reality? The body was born. What do I say? I was born. What is reality? The body is sitting in the chair. What do I say? I am sitting in the chair. That is gone. That is it. Meaning what? You are equating yourself to the body. You look upon body as a self. So attribute of sitting is the attribute of the body. I superimpose on myself. I say, I am sitting. Birth is the attribute of the body. That I superimposed on myself, I said, I was born. You understand? Thus, the whole of our life reveals what? Vipriyata Jnanam. All false knowledge or false notions or conclusions or opinions or whatever, you know, delusions about ourselves, Brahma. So Brahma can be there, delusion can be there, false can be there, only when there is ignorance. There is a ignorance is established in our life. See, ignorance is not, you can't perceive ignorance, it's inferred. Ignorance is inferred. From what? From the false knowledge. So, Agnanam is inferred from Vipriya Jnanam. Vipriya Jnanam, the contrary knowledge. Agnanam, ignorance. So, ignorance is inferred from the contrary knowledge. So this is how Vaishyakara said in the Brahma Sutra. Yushmat asmat prachay gocharayo ho, vishay vishayano ho, tamah prakashvat vrindha svabhavayo ho. Vaishyakara says in the introduction of Brahma Sutra that there are two entities in our life. Yushmat and asmat, you and I, that's all there is. What else is there? What is my life? Object and subject. You and I, so there is something, yushmat pratyegocharam, that which is the subject matter of the content of you, that is object. Asmat pratyegocharam, that which is object of or the content of 
the 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 thought I. The thought you, thought I. The content of you is all of this. Content of I subjects, object is there, subject is there. Vishaya Vishayanaho, one is Vishaya the object, other is Vishaya the subject. But then what is the name? Tamaf Prakashvat, Viruddha Svabhavayoho, but they are totally contrary in nature. Like light and darkness. So what is Viruddha? Those which cannot coexist. Darkness cannot coexist with light. Similarly, object cannot coexist with subject. Subject and object cannot be same locus because one they cannot split into two. So just as the darkness, light is opposed to darkness, so also the object and subject, subject is opposed to object. Object cannot be the subject is. So tamah prakāsamat viruddha svabhāvayoho, those which have the svabhāva, the nature, which is truly contrary to each other, like that of the light and darkness. Therefore, Therefore the dharma, the attributes of I are also distinct, the attributes of you also are distinct, attributes of subjects are distinct, those objects also, because subject is conscious, object is inert, subject is what? Illuminator, object illumined, right? Subject is one, object is many. Therefore the attributes also are totally contrary to each other. So they are in different locations. The object is there, subject is here. The location is different, the nature is different, and therefore they can never coexist, they cannot be one place. The object cannot be where the subject is. And therefore it cannot happen. Asmatachegoshare Vishayani Chidatmage. Who is the subject? Asmat Prachyagochara, the one that is the content of the notion of I. Chidatman is consciousness, conscious by nature. Yusmat Prachyagochara, Vishayasya, Vishay is what? The content of you. Which is what? Inert, illumined. And therefore, Adhyasaha, Mithya, it cannot be that the object is taken to be subject, and subject is the object, but they are in different locuses, locations, having totally contradictory attributes. They can never coexist. It cannot be that one is confused for the other, because two are things different. The cow is different, the horse is different. No way that somebody will confuse cow as horse and horse as cow. You follow? So if cow and then what is that called that um, then the gavaya, the go and gavaya may have similarity, one can confuse one for the other. A Bengali can be confused with a Chinese and stuff, it's possible because of some fee, you know, but two things which are distinct from each other having distinction, distinct attributes, like a horse and a cow. Or buffalo, which is totally black and cow, they cannot be confused with each other. So also object, 
is inert, illumined, perishable, many, subject, conscious, imperishable, one. They are totally contradictory in attributes, therefore, and they can never coexist. That in case, it is not possible that you can confuse between them. There cannot be confusion between two entities that are totally of this different nature, contrary nature, not only different, contrary nature. What is contrary? Which cannot coexist. Like darkness cannot exist where the light is. So can you confuse between light and darkness? Take light is darkness, darkness is light. Can it, can it happen? The light is taken as darkness and darkness is taken as light. Can it happen? Cannot happen. Therefore, the dharma adhyasaha. Therefore, the superimposition, taking them as one. Mithya bhavitamarhati. If somebody takes horse as a cow, or cow is hot. It cannot be. It cannot happen that one takes this as this. And still this happens. Meaning that even though the object and subject are totally distinct in nature, in different locations, contrary to each other, cannot coexist, there was no, it doesn't make sense that one can be taken for the other and still that is happening. Tathavi <coughs> Those were totally different. But because of Aviveka, what is Aviveka? Inability to distinguish between them, one is taken to be the other. The object is taken to be subject, and therefore, this attribute of objects are superimposed on subject, and the attribute of subjects are superimposed upon the object. So that's what is happening in our life. Therefore, there is ignorance in our life. So how does ignorance play in our life? He is now describing several verses. Next several verses describe how ignorance plays itself out in our life. <coughs> so that will continue. <coughs> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnamad Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamivavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Trutavande Bhagavanta Punah Punah Ishvaro Guru Rahatmene Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyomavat Vyapta Dehaya Dakshinamurtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Vyomavat Hari Om